0: I said you just introduce it, hit record, and you can edit out all the crap later. There will be a podcast. Okay, alright. Hello
1: and welcome to Masters of Divinity. I am your mod-rator, ah. <laughs> JP, and I am here with my friends, uh, Father Chuck. uh, Kenichiwa. <laughs>
2: Uh, I am um, I'm doing I'm doing I'm tired Yeah I'm tired I, I just came back from a, from a road trip with two small children oh boy. Um, for the past couple days uh, from Mississippi I was in Mississippi
1: M-I-S-S-I-S-I-P-P-I
2: Yep something like yes.
1: that <laughs> Yeah, I've got stories it was for a wedding and I was with yeah.
2: Father Fun who was our guest last week Father Fun um, Father fun yeah, um it, I, it was funny he was here with us. He went home to Kansas for like two days, and then he flew back to he flew to miss or he drove from Kansas to Jackson, Mississippi. Kana and the kids and I we drove by the way, is my wife for those listeners who don't know who my wife is. We drove from here to Jackson, Mississippi um, it took us two days each way to get there. And uh, for, this, for our buddy Seth's wedding. So congratulations to Seth and Jessica, newlyweds. Are,
1: congratulations they are to in
2: the, Jessica. They are in the Bahamas right now on their honeymoon. And, um, and yeah, so it was, uh, it was fun. It was long. And I am, I am quite exhausted.
1: I did all the driving. And, uh, yeah. It's because you're an excellent driver. That's why. <laughs> I,
2: I know lots of people who disagree with that.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm also here with my other co-host, Matthew
0: Matt Wells how's it going going, man pretty good wonderful I'm currently not tired which is surprising because I've had like the opposite of a road trip I've been stuck in a house for the last week with a (laughs) sick kid who's finally better I guess maybe just uh, happiness is why I'm not exhausted right now. (laughs) You're not going to be passing that along to me. It's not that sickness. This one was just a cold. It's not, yeah. (laughs) Um, If anybody out there has dealt with the stomach virus going around, we've avoided it. So avoid, uh, stay away from us. We don't want it. (laughs) Rock on.
1: And uh, of course, I am here. Um, I'll be honest, guys. Uh, We don't know what we're going to talk about. Nope, we 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 uh, had some ideas, but they were like, you know what, that would be better for another date. Uh, this idea would be good for this date, and so uh, we just thought, uh, we just just have some fun and just see what happens, right? We've had we've had
2: our listener we've had a few listeners say that their favorite part of the podcast is when we just riff
1: off of each other. Yeah,
0: so we're really gonna put that to the test and find out if they're lying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get to practice some of my um my riffing skills um, yeah
0: so <laughs> <And> we're currently <laughs> testing jps host how's he doing grade him in the comments below oh please don't uh
1: but please uh subscribe and rate and review and uh when all else fails plug the itunes uh
0: <laughs> and good night, everybody. It was no, just kidding, we're not done. It'd no, be pretty no funny if
2: we did like a like a five minute just episode, a, just
0: five. and we're done. The end, and it's over. Yeah, let's just have one really profound sentence. Ready? Go.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, that was it.
0: Just,
2: yeah. was so gonna... okay. Okay. We're looking for stuff to talk about. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys. Can I tell a story? Sure, go ahead. Story, story time. Story time. You don't, you don't know the person, the people that I'm going to talk about, but this was the be- this was the moment that made this whole trip to Mississippi just amazing for me. So, so first night that we're there in Jackson, we go out to dinner. Uh, my wife um, and kids with Father Fun, his wife and his daughter. We go out to dinner and. Father Fun has not seen Batman vs. Superman yet. And, of course, you know, obviously being a fan of the podcast and having now been a guest, he feels, you know, he has to see this movie. So we decide to go see it that night. It's like 10 o'clock at night in movie theater in in in, um, in Jackson, Mississippi. So we go. We're, so we head out. On the way out, we bump into the bride and groom that we're there to see. And they're kind of like, you know, the wedding party is like, well, why don't you hang out with us? And they're like, well, you know, uh, you, you guys are the wedding party. And we're you know kind of on the fringe here. And we really want to see this movie together. Blah, blah, blah. So we go and we leave. Then we get back, and we're dog tired. It's, like, it's about near 1 o'clock in the morning by the time we get back from this movie. And we get to the elevator. The elevator opens, and who emerges but my friend Chris from seminary. Chris, I cannot emphasize enough that this is a man that I have not seen or spoken to in six years. Wow. with Six years. Not a word from this guy. It's because he's been stalking you. He's been following you, waiting for the right. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so, elevator doors open. Chris comes out, and without missing a beat, he just goes, "Hey, what are y'all guys doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm, like I'm, like I'm in seminary again. And I and I saw him yesterday. Like, and like, and he knew where I was and what I was up to. And he's like, so "What are you guys doing?" And we're like, "What?" And then Seth, the groom, comes out too. And they're like, "We're going down to a bar." In, in in downtown Jackson. And so Patrick and I are completely stunned by this whole thing. And we're like, uh, okay, I, I guess we can stay for an hour. But we're like, you know, we have kids and wives. You guys don't. I mean, you, want, you have wives. You don't have kids. And they're like, "Yo, we didn't make those mistakes. You guys did. Blah, 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 So they decide to like – so anyway, they peer pressure us into loading up in a car and driving to downtown Jackson with – Two very somewhat, somewhat intoxicated Mississippians. I'll leave who the intoxicated Mississippians are out of the story. <laughs> but so we, we drive down, so we decide, well, Patrick's gonna, Father Fun is gonna drive. We are going to let them Uber back, and that's okay with them. One of their sober friends was like, you know, with, who was with us, it's like, we'll Uber back. Anyway, so we wind up, the only bar open is this dive. I mean, like, like the kind of like the kind of dive that like Brooklyn hipster bars desperately want to be. Right. Dive blues bar that we come walking to. And there are just these hairy white men on stage. (laughs) And there's this guy who's like the size of my pinky, just like deep voiced, raspy soul singing blues coming out of this guy and they all look like they probably just got done working at like the country gas station and they are just cranking out these like deep soulful blues they played a a a pretty good rendition of um dead flowers is a song that was written by and performed originally by the rolling stones was covered by towns of anzant plays during the closing credits of the big lebowski one of the greatest movies ever made and Um, and so, yeah, so we're at this blues bar and there's a moment where Patrick and I look at each other and we're like, how did this happen? (laughs) Like it was just this whirlwind of showing up at a hotel and just being swept up into this event. Anyway, so you found
1: yourself in the dirty South, Chuck.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. Like it was like, it was just a crazy thing. I mean, and, and we were like super responsible adults. We stayed an hour and we left, but there was a great moment where he and I were talking because you know we're the only people in this group who have children, and so we're in this blues bar. By the way, people still smoke like crazy in bars in Mississippi, so like all of my clothes are just wretched with okay. cigarette smoke.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so we're in this like smoky divey bar, drinking Coors Light, and yes. yeah, and we get um, we get to talking. Patrick and I, and he starts talking about the spread that we have for breakfast at the hotel we're staying at. And he's like, oh, they have this really great spread in the morning. It's going to be really nice. And we're like talking about getting home, going to bed, wake up at a decent hour so that we can get up and eat breakfast at the hotel restaurant, like continental breakfast. And it just dawned on me. It's like, who are we? Like, when did we turn that corner? Like, when did we become excited about breakfast with our children (laughs) instead of hanging out all night in the Divey blues bar? Anyway, so that was, a, that was a moment. I don't know what, what the moral
0: of that story was, but it was just – it was the story. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> <laughs> moral, moral added.
1: Oh, that sounds like a fun time. That sounds like uh, – well, first of all, you know, it sounds like something that would happen to us in college. Listening to it just sounds exhausting.
2: Yeah. I mean I I, I wish that like the end of the story was like – and then I got arrested – yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Kana had to bail us out or something like that. But, no, I mean, it was— So we could rush to the wedding on time. So we could rush to the wedding on time. But, no, it was—but um, the part that got me was, again, like, here's my friend I haven't seen in six years. And without missing a beat, without missing a beat, he um, he grabs us. The And a, a story about him, he's—you he, his, his, know, we've talked about comedic timing with JP. This guy has some of the best, like, natural timing on the planet— <laughs> One day one day when you're in seminary, uh, we go to the we go to a a grocery store to buy a case of beer. And um, little known fact, sometimes in seminary you imbibe, um, I don't know about Matt's seminary, but no, my not seminary, in my
0: seminary Episcopal <laughs> seminaries.
2: Um but so so we're standing in line to get um our drink and our our beer, and the cashier is staring at Chris's. And Chris's uh, um, driver's license, and like taking forever to figure out like what's going on. She looks really confused, and then she's sort of like, "Oh," she says, "I was looking at the expired date, and thought that was your birthday." (laughs) And without missing a beat, Chris goes, "Yes, we've come from the future because we're out of beer."
1: (laughs) That's the next Terminator movie. That's that. No, that's the next Terminator movie. (laughs) It has to be better than Gen- Gen-is-
2: Genises. Genesis. Genesis, Genesis. Which it sounds is- like Terminator. The cap, like it's like Terminator. The name of the kingdom from the Princess Diaries movies.
1: <laughs> Let's not uh, silly the name of of the great Jai Courtney. So, you know, Jai bless, Jai bless, Jai bless everybody.
2: Jai Rastafari.
1: I, I you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I think his career career is going to take off. After Suicide Squad,
2: I actually kind of hope it does. I kind of <laughs> hope that's this. I kind of hope that movie turns out to be this amazing breakout thing for so many people. I mean, it's 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 either going to make or break Margot Robbie. It's it may break Jared Leto. I don't know. I think
1: it already has broken Jared Leto. <laughs> Maybe hearing some of the news reports that he's been what he's been
0: doing. Like, yeah. We want to dress, but I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: just trying to be weird for the sake of being weird. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can I let's, let's get into the movie nerd thing real quick. And I I know we're just sort of this oh, is, yes. this is so like freeform, like improv type stuff, I guess. But um, <laughs> I don't know, we'll let the editor comp controller here.
1: You
2: mean the make, make, uh, do you mean polished this turn?
1: <laughs> I, I I think you mean I think you mean the mod orator. The mod. The mod.
2: God, that's the amazing. <laughs> Why don't we think about that sooner? I don't know. <laughs> and also, you know, our fans are the mod squad. I love it. Yes. Um, so, um, no, can I just say that I actually, again, knowing full well we've with what's been out there regarding Father Chuck in terms of the, the, the DC Comics and the DCEU, Um, The DC Comics Entertainment Universe? Is that what it's called, Uh, DC Entertainment? No, I
1: think they're calling it the Extended Universe.
2: Extended Universe, okay. Um, Knowing that I am a fan so far of what they're doing to some degree, even though it's mostly terrible, um, and I acknowledge that. um, At least you acknowledge it. Admitting you have a problem is the first step to (laughs) recovery. I have to say that I kind of like what they've done with the Joker. If, If for no other reason than... All of these like really creepy weirdo dudes who would dress up like the Heath Ledger Joker to try to be cool, it completely undermines all of that and then makes the Joker look like a juggalo and nobody wants to be that Joker. (laughs) And so I kind of love the idea of Joker being just insufferable because he's a bad guy. You're not supposed to think he's cool. He's supposed to be lame and obnoxious and all of that. So I I actually do like what they're doing with that's I weird. hope the movie. I hope the movie turns out that
0: way, and they don't take it too too seriously.
2: I hope that he really is
0: yes, just because DC does ludicrous. not have a track record of taking themselves too seriously on film. Um, no, not at all. all. So we should be good in that arena. Batman vs Superman was a, <laughs> a lighthearted family. Wrong. Sorry, I choked just trying to get that lie out. <laughs> but but uh, no, I, yeah. I did. I no, did finally. Actually, I'm looking forward to that one. Suicide I, Squad I looks do. good. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad, and Jared Leto looks like a freak and I'm kind of hoping it works in the context of the movie because they all just look like they've lost their mind. So I'm looking forward to it. Can I, it. can I comment about
2: how just uh, uh, I utterly amazed I am that Will Smith is in that movie? <laughs> yes,
0: I agree. Like, and that, and that he's, he's sort of and, and like, the, he's about, not like, the, he's, it, yeah. he's like the last thing everyone talks about. Yeah. And let's be honest. I, that's kind of one of the things that makes me interested about the script because, um, whether you're a DC or Marvel fan, you have to admit, as far as marketing and success has gone, Marvel's got it cornered right now. Oh, absolutely. And you would think that if Will Smith was going to do a superhero movie, he would have taken Marvel like, and went for one of their roles. Yep. So the fact that he's in this one, I'm kind of like, what, what drew him to it? I'm curious. Not that he's had a, a flawless track record of choosing wonderful movies, but... Um, I referenced Wild Wild West last time, so I'll just leave that right there. We got
2: we got well he was already superhero once with so Hancock.
0: Yeah, yeah, with Hancock. Which I actually don't think is a horrible movie. I've never just, seen it. I thought it was. You thought it was a horrible movie? <laughs> yes. I kinda liked it. I have to see it again though. I can't comment it's been too long, so I have no uh, reason behind it. I just remember I thought it was was entertaining. Mm.
2: I have no comment.
0: Yeah. Uh I'm I'm excited about Suicide Squad too. Uh you know,
1: unlike uh, You know, when Man of Steel came out, that was mostly curiosity. And also, you know, some interest, but mostly curiosity. Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, actual title. Um,
0: (laughs) I I approached that movie like a child knowing that he's going to the doctor for shots. Um, I I had to do it, but that's how I went into the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I felt really weird going to that
1: one because, like, I knew I was going to hate it. I knew I was going to hate it. I already pre-hated it. And I went in and I didn't despise it. But I did realize that it wasn't a very good movie. But it did feel weird. Like, this is the first time I've ever, like, really do not uh, have a horse in this race. And I'm still seeing it. That was I've never really done that before, but Superman and Batman did, you know. I, I was hoping maybe there would be something on the other side. There really wasn't for me. This one, Suicide Squad, I'm rooting for it. I want it to be good, and I'm hoping it's going to be good. I, I like all the... Maybe because I like all the actors, and I think it has... I think it's kind of it's kinda punk rock in a way, you know? I like the, the director they got, who's directing it, David Ayers. I think he's a cool guy. I think uh, I like some of the... Um, like killer croc is in it like that's <laughs> yeah i love
2: that it's cool i love that's that weird. this is that okay so man of steel is the was the movie that sort of meant to kick off this sort of cinematic universe um batman v superman really like crystallizes that they're trying to move toward justice league and they're going to do this mm-hmm. um but then like right out the gate they go with suicide squad yeah like they don't try anything else like you know, it's like to me, it's as weird as if they were to be like, and our next movie is going to be the Metal Men,
1: <laughs> which I've heard rumors that they might be doing that in the future. I would see it. Yeah. I would see
2: it. You know, it's just it's just not what you would think. You know, that's what I, I will give DC this, is that, you know, while they're obviously trying to go after that sort of ga- that sort of um, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of um, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly, if they were trying to, if they were really trying to same tone, yeah, same tone. I mean, if they were really trying to like sort of ape that or whatever, they probably would have, you know, tried to go for more to, to push forward a, um, a better green lantern movie, like a green lantern core movie, but that they're going with suicide squad is just an interesting thing. Cause it's just not, it's such a nerdy, like that's that that's not like when you're getting into comic books, that's not the comic book. You go to the comic book store and pick up. Yeah. Because it deals with all of these obscure like the only thing they could have done to make it more obscure is if they had, um, is if they had King Shark in it, um, who was, a, he was actually sorry, I hope you don't know if I'm hoping I'm anything or ruining for you, Matt, but he shows up in the Flash TV show, and it is incredible.: It is that he is talking, a giant anthropomorphic talking
0: shark. That <laughs> does kind of ruin it for me. I mean, I hate sharks. That would have been a big moment. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that's a confession of mine. Um, I I'm found out that I'm a huge fan of the uh, DC TV shows. They're amazing. Yeah, I just binge watched uh, season one of The Flash in like a week, I think. It's a lot if you do that, it's map, a lot for a week. Yeah, that means 23 hours of Flash in a week. Um, yeah, but I'm completely hooked, it's got me restarting Arrow. And what I found is the uh, everything I would say that DC is lacking in movies is present in the TV show. Oh, yeah, so I really feel like they need to take a lesson from what they're doing on TV, add some of the fun back in. Yep. Uh, yeah, they yeah. managed to take things very serious in the Flash, but also totally play off the whole like whimsical oh yeah and, but they can deal with the serious stuff too
2: and right? unapologetically comic booky mhm i love like there's unapologetically comic booky
0: yeah oh and i was tell- i was saying um i love how they literally have the older generation passing the torch yeah. in the tv shows with john wesley show. because Schill. um the original flash series the star of that is the dad in the flash and right. supergirl Dean Cain, who is Superman on TV, and the original Supergirl from the movie are the adoptive mom and dad of Supergirl. They literally have the last generation... Passing it on to the next generation. I actually love that. Yeah. And I feel like why is the movies completely lacking all of this, like, fun and, like, winks and nods to fans, both of comics and of just nerdy. I mean, come on. If you're a fan of Dean Kane, let's be honest, you probably don't belong in calling yourself a fan of DC if you liked
1: the adventures like the of Lois
0: and Clark. Yeah, of Lois and Clark. So it's like they, they, they're not just playing off to them, it's to, to people like. Like, the, it's the, the nerdy kid, like me, who just loved all this stuff growing up. And any excuse to see a man as Superman was a uh, reason to watch a TV show. Did yeah. you know that that show was responsible for killing Superman? For killing Superman? That's... I did I've not heard that. this. I've heard this. So, so... Enlighten me. So,
2: I'm going to. Whether you want to or not. I'm ready for it. Um, so, they... So, they wanted... So, DC wanted to marry... Lois and Clark. They wanted Superman and Lois Lane to get married. They had recently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, had Lois figure out that Superman was Clark Kent. It took a hilariously long time <laughs> for her to for her to realize that Superman just with glasses on is Clark Kent. Um, but um, so they uh, so they wanted to marry him in the comics. But the thing is, is that um, Lois and Clark was wanting to do that. They wanted to do a wedding episode, and they wanted to do it later in a, like the next season or whatever. So they needed a year. In the comic books, they, they had it because you know, DC, one thing that DC does differently with than like Marvel, uh, Marvel's just now doing it because they're owned by the parent company of, of, of um, Disney. But Warner Brothers owns DC, they've owned DC for a very long time, and they try to do much more tying in their various like things. So they wanted, so they thought that the comic book would be the, 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 the comic book with them getting married would be they would see more sales if they release it coincidentally with. The wedding episode of The Adventures of Lois and Clark. So they had a year that they had to figure out a storyline, what to do. And so sitting on the writer's table, they were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And somebody joked, like, every time that they would try to come up with a storyline, someone would always joke, let's kill Superman. And so somebody did that. And they said, actually, you know, that's not a bad idea. Let's kill Superman. And so this came with the whole Doomsday storyline, to kill Superman. So the death of Superman, the death and resurrection of Superman... Spoiler alert for a 1992 comic book series. He, <laughs> he, he ain't he ain't dead. They they killed Superman, but the thing is, is they didn't let that on to the public. I remember being a kid. I was like, that's actually that storyline kind of mildly traumatized me when I read it. The death of Superman.
1: But and yes, me, me too. Uh, can, can I can I talk about my experience with death of Superman? Yeah, let's do that. Because my my experience with death of Superman is sort of uh, parallel to my. The experience in comics period because death of superman came out was it 1993 yes 93 okay um that's about when i started reading comic books and i remember going into a Seven Eleven and seeing the death of superman issue on the rack holding my slurpee and i just remember just just taking it off the rack just to flip through it and like the first thing i flipped to was the panel where Doomsday punches Supergirl in the face. Oh. <laughs> just And she goes all gooey. Like, her face goes all blah. blah, blah. Yeah. But like, at the time, I was, I was, not, it was 1993, I was 10 years old. I didn't know that, I didn't know that uh, that Supergirl was, like, a shapeshifter.
2: Right. She's, yeah, Matrix. So she's kind of, like,
1: she's kind of, like, amorphous, kind of, kind of blobby a little bit anyway. I, yeah. I just thought that he, like, just killed her. Like and I just thought it wouldn't win something incredibly gruesome and then like I was like oh my god Supergirl what I so let me let me say one thing I
2: also love about that so one of my absolute favorite comic book characters this is my really nerdy DC stuff coming out a huge fan of Booster Gold love Booster Gold time traveling superhero who tried to get famous turns out that he's way more he needs to be way more responsible with his powers and all this kind of stuff anyway so he gets like the he gets the crap beat out of him in that not as bad as Ted Cord the uh, Blue Beetle who's like his best friend. But Mister Gold gets like really, really, like really gets the crap kicked out like, of him by Doomster.
1: Everybody does basically. Yeah, but I mean, really yeah, play.
2: like Ted Kord gets probably the worst, and um, Ice, which is a Gardner, uh, uh, Green, uh, 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 what's his name? Guy Gardner's girlfriend. Sorry, um, I'll just stop. Um, but anyway, so just like a couple years ago, they did this DC's. You know, one of their many reboots of their of their um, comic book universe, which is all this re- re- rebooting is why I've quit reading comics. So if anyone from DC is listening, just, just stick to it, <laughs> stick to a storyline. But right before they rebooted, they did this great storyline called flashpoint, which um, by the way, in the show, I totally think they're going to do and the, the flashpoint storyline where um, Barry Allen tries to run back in time to save his mom and undoes like everything. It like has like these huge ramifications, but the only, like there's only two people who remember anything and it's Barry Allen, The Flash. He remembers that um, that there have been changes. He remembers the previous universe. And um, Booster Gold, because he's a time traveler, he just sort of finds himself in this alternate timeline. Well, he encounters Doomsday, who's being used as a U.S. government weapon. And, like, it's just a great moment because it starts harkening back to this 1993 storyline. Like, I love when comics can, like, recognize that these older storylines are still, like, relevant and people can, like, hold back onto that. You know, and it's, it's like part of the thing that makes it tough for new people to get into comics you have to know all this mythology but I loved I loved reading that because it was sort of like oh here's like this moment from my childhood that I remember kind of coming full circle and he's remembering it and he's remembering his you know and he's terrified like utterly terrified of Doomsday but he knows that he's the only person who can deal with him in this moment because he's fought him before Right. and um, it was just kind of cool it was kind of cool for me so sorry that was my little rabbit trail
1: (laughs) that's all right. but yeah, it, that's, that's actually kind of when I started my journey reading comic books, was I read the for that that issue of the actual death of Superman. And then um, I kind of started reading more. I, I read the whole like Reign of Superman with that Superboy, uh, Steel, Eradicator, Cyborg Superman. I read all those. Cyborg. I used to own every single, I used to own all these issues. I don't know where in the world they are right now. My mom probably threw them all away. But it's okay because they're not worth anything anyway, right? Right. (laughs) I got I Goodwill got like all of my
2: comics not too long ago. I saved a few things though.
1: Yeah. But But then and you know, I I read all of like Zero Hour, which was like one of their Oh crises. Zero Hour. Yeah. Can let's geek out for a
2: minute, JP. Okay. How sorry Matt, I know you're just sitting over here just (laughs) like
1: I could have left. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well Matt and I go start talking about Buffy, so
2: how incredible it was, because the main villain of Zero Hour is Hal Jordan. Right, yeah. How incredible is it that DC took this, like, beloved, long-standing hero, and as the result of the death and, uh, and the death and resurrection of Superman, um, twisted him into, for like 10 years, like one of their top-tier villains called Parallax.
1: Yeah. I, like, and before I read Zero, I did read that uh, storyline where he, like, killed everybody in the Green Lantern court court and a Green Lantern corn did I just say that like a freak on a leash there JP <laughs> but like I, I I read the comics <laughs> I where he where Hal Jordan like murdered everybody in the Green Lantern Corps and then he killed Sinestro and uh that is another um, series of comics that kind of scarred me because that was it was like I, I feel like it went pure evil <laughs> My well, I, at that.
2: yeah and I think I think that that's when i really think that's when started dc started to turn their corner into getting really dark pretty much that was the dark
1: age of comics
2: yeah i mean it started it started with um it really started with um the killing joke right where joker or or joker cripples batgirl that's when i think it really started but it didn't i guess maybe it started before that when they killed robin
1: (sighs) which is funny because that wasn't even their decision (laughs) Right, it was. They left that up to a, a one a one nine hundred number, right? Yeah, the fans decided to kill Robin, which is pretty
2: funny. Yeah, dude. You know what? You know what? I would love to do. I would love to get. I would love to get someone on on our podcast who was from that time period and voted to have him killed, <laughs> and like talk to them why they chose to do that. Yeah, like, well, cause I mean, like they... Devin Faraci. Devin Faraci, a birth movie's death. Like on Twitter the other day, he mentioned that he was one of the ones who voted to kill Jason Todd, the Robin of the time. And I was, like, I was thinking that moment. I was like. Why? Like I'd love to talk with him. Why? What? What was the the the, the fact of that? And is there a moral spiritual dimension to that? From what I
1: know, and I think my cousin might have been one of those people actually. Okay. Just I I, <laughs> I remember people mentioning like they just hated Jason Todd. They just thought he was a crappy character, bad Robin. I don't buy that excuse. There's got to be more. See, here's, here's when here's, was it? it? was 84.
0: Five
1: death, yeah, it, death of the yeah they
2: killed him just before. Um, the Dark Knight Returns, I mean, yeah, the Dark Knight Returns is published because they they kind of in Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns kind of implies that Jason Todd was what caused uh, his death, is what caused Batman to go into retirement for that story, okay? Okay, yeah, this
1: is
0: the mid 80s, yeah, which I sense. think was supposed to be what we were finding out in the whole Batman the Superman, oh, yeah, with the movie. with uh, the Robin costume, right, yeah, with, was, yeah, yeah whatever no so your guess is as good as mine cuz they sure didn't let us know what the heck was going on
2: so maybe maybe this is a good maybe this is a place where we could go to we get a little serious with this riffing episode is like is killing a, is voting to kill a fictional character is that like what does that what does that say like is that i don't want if that I mean, obviously i don't think that's murder but does that like <laughs> indulge like the murderous impulses that we have
1: i think it's weird i always thought it was weird like um growing up watching tv shows um people would always be like i hope they kill this character off so we don't have to deal with him anymore. and i was always like okay but why kill like it's a tv show they could do whatever they want he could just leave and never come back why kill well i wanted him to kill angel after angel went evil and buffy
2: like i really wanted them to kill angel like i really wanted to see that happen
1: oh well I, i mean it can it it did. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that actually that leads to that leads to another thing we could talk about too is that like because what happens with Angel, which is amazing, is that it's all about redemption. We talked yeah. about that.
0: Oh gosh, why didn't we just have a Buffy episode? That'd oh, yeah. be so great. I it would be actually so great. be present. You wouldn't know I was here. Yeah, but no, this is where I think
2: you'd be present because because the idea of like right, like like killing someone is like killing someone in a TV show or killing a character that you dislike. Whether it be Jason Todd or Angel or, or annoying character on Marvel, on Marvel's Agents of Shield or whatever, mm-hmm. like
0: that—that's such a—it's satisfying, right? Like that's, that's a like it's satisfying. Like, like Foggy on Daredevil, that everybody yes. keeps wanting to die. If, I am not—I'm um, going to go on the record as saying I actually like his character. Pfft. Say what you will, I like him. I like what he adds to the show. I like where he's coming from. I'm a fan. Um, I'm alone based on everything I've read. I've watched but Yeah, people just want him to die. I've I, watched
2: I don't get it. Two episodes of Daredevil and I liked him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep watching. I, I he's think kind of he gets charming. better. He's kind of charming in an awkward way. To me, he's like the 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 heart of the show and I, I actually like him. He's uh, a Redditor,
1: Okay. He's a he's, he's, a li- a, he's the redditor of Daredevil. A Redditor? Are we gonna do this? no?
0: Don't you dare compare him to Reddit. <laughs> Are we gonna the do the evil this. black hole of
2: the internet that is reddit? No, that would that would be 4chan. Uh, well, just that's... kidding. Just kidding, 4chan. People <laughs> listen to us. We love you and we don't want you to dox us. I'm not kidding. Hate us.
0: That's just more app. The
2: RealMattWells.com Real Matt, <Wells. laughs> real Matt <Wells>. <laughs> <laughs> Or the believe, Matt
0: Wells. The Matt real Matt Wells. <laughs> dot com. It, Real Matt Wells. Real Matt Wells. Don't correct it. I believe it's pronounced Dosh? If you're a fan, it's thematwells.com. <laughs> if you're with 4chan, it's real <laughs> So
2: do not dash. Okay, so back to like killing characters. Um <laughs> like it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Like that's that's, that's such an easy, quick, it's fast food. Like, ah, oh, they'd killed him.
0: But that is that is interesting because But then like, but redemption's a harder story to tell. But that it's interesting because not to pull, I promise, this isn't attempting to pull any like high-roading thing. But I never got that when they killed off a character that I don't even like. I never get that feeling of like, oh, finally. I only get that in the instance of like, like I'd agree with you with Angel. I wanted when he became evil on Buffy, there's part of me that wanted to see him restored. And then there's part of me that's like, but if he's not going to, then end it because it's like watching this character that meant something become something evil. And you're like, yeah. it's like either end it or bring him back kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. spoiler alert, both happen. They bring him back and then kill him. And it was de- devastating to my my younger teenage self. I'm, but, in, uh, I'm in the process of watching Buck but... for the first time. My... <laughs> spoiler alert for Chuck. <laughs> just kidding. I watched it when I was in high school. Spoiler alert for Chuck. They <laughs> bring him back just in time to kill him. But no, like, I never got that. When an annoying character dies or, like, that guy who just bothers you, they die on the show, I never get that feeling of, like, yay. And I'm – in that. real life, I I, I struggle with the, the American idea of redemptive violence, like kill the evil person. I struggle with that in real life because when there's, like, the terrorists, there's part of you that's, like, I want them dead. But the truth is we mm-hmm. – should always be hoping for a redemption.
2: So here's two things. One, one is one is point. Um, try to avoid spoilers about Arrow, since you're watching Arrow again. A character that a lot of people have found super annoying is no longer with us on that show. So try to try to avoid. That was like I a was, big.
1: I was actually going to go into Battlestar Galactica until I remember that you're watching it now, Chuck. So I can't spoil it for you. Yes, Correct. please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's at least one very satisfying
0: death in that show. You but really, let me, I want to know what it. Is. Cover your ears. Go that, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I, I but, want to know. I don't remember who you're talking. I'll text, me, I'll text it to hold you. I'll text it to you, Matt. Let's, let's just get real, real quick. Can I, can I? Can I get real? Can you sign it to me? Sure. Text me while he's talking. Text yeah. it. You're gonna get this live on air, but right. you keep talking. You well, text no, because I'm about to get real
1: here,
2: uh-huh. and you're go gonna ahead. get
0: like this thing, and you're gonna be like,
2: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that guy. Oh
2: yeah, what a prick. It's not gonna happen. Get real. Go ahead. Go for it. Get real. I'm gonna get real. I I was a little bit I was a little bit depressed um when I found out they killed Osama bin Laden. And the reason for that I, was because I literally I sat in my room. I said when the news came out, when I saw the news, I, I was sitting in my room, my dorm in seminary. Um I sat on my couch and I kind of hung my head heavily um because um and and prayed. I prayed. Because um Um, I remember shortly after 9-11, my youth pastor and mentor, we were driving to the beach to go surfing, and we were talking about everything, and he said that he had taken to praying for Bin Laden, and I thought that was an interesting statement, um, because everyone else wanted him dead, and he said, the reason he started praying for him is he says he remembers, um, he says, I remember that there was once a young terrorist named Saul of Tarsus who got converted and he became Paul and completely helped transform the world. And, and I thought about that. And I started thinking about the, the the power of redemption and how, as Christians, we should want redemption, not death. Um, mm-hmm. And that the world lost something amazing that could have happened had there been a conversion for, for, for Osama bin Laden. Um, and so I was sad. I was sad, not because, obviously, not because I endorse anything that the man did, um, but I was, I was sad that... Um, that we never got to see what he could do if he had been if he had been transformed.
0: Um. Well, because that was a serious note, and I do have a comment on that. First of all, let me say, definitely, JP, I agree with you 100. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't tell your moment. Um, but which, which uh, is kind of funny that he mentions this all about money. Watch the show, catch up, catch cool. up. Yeah. But um, no, I'll tell you my journey. That's a very interesting place to take this podcast. Um, that we totally wound up there for real um, on coincidence. Um, I actually preached about two days after the news hit that he had got, that he got killed. And I'll be honest, from my point of view, I remember hearing the news report that night. And when it hit the news, I remember seeing the news report come up that Osama bin Laden has been killed. And my immediate response was, yes, he's gone. And by the morning, the morning after, totally different response because of watching the reactions on TV yeah. and totally being confronted with my own reaction. And the thing that finally like put the nail in the coffin for me was the, um, the, um, the New York, the New York post. What's that? What's that one called? The There's New York times. And then there's the post. The times is a reputable blanked t- out. Not the post, but I mean, not the times. What's the other one? The post, the post. Or, the post. or the daily news. It's the post. Okay. Um, we don't live in New York. I want to, but I don't. So forgive me for forgetting. But their front page was what finally, like, caused me to have this, like, kind of a breakdown, if I'm honest. Um, and the front page was just his picture, and it said, Rot in Hell, Osama. Mm. And when I saw that, I was immediately, like, it was like I got hit by a bus. And I realized... Um, we're rejoicing and partying over the death of somebody who never found redemption like we would all and should all be hoping for. Um, And it's not to say that there isn't an aspect of if somebody's going to commit those atrocities, they're being removed is not necessarily a horrible thing. Right. But it's not our place to, or it is not a horrible thing. I'll go out to say, I'll go as far as to say it's a good thing but it's not our place to celebrate it. Good thing that does not need to be celebrated. Right, yep. because as, a, as somebody who believes in the redemption and the power of the cross and what was achieved through Christ and the message that he sent us, I'm always supposed to hope that the end of, of atrocity and the end of violence and the end of evil is redemption, not death. Um, that's what I'm always supposed to hope for because we all deserve death and redemptions. What, what we should be hoping, you know what I mean? So I was confronted with this fact that it's like you said, it's not to say that I'm saying, Oh, it would be better if he was still alive. No, the man was responsible for horrible things. His not being here in ways from a human point of view is beneficial but it's not something we should celebrate it's something we should still mourn yeah. not mourning the end of something horrible but mourning the fact that redemption was never never discovered and and never seen that right. we were never able to see like yeah. you said the Saul of Tarsus the 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 redemption of an apostle Paul um to think of the impact that would have happened if somebody like him had that moment where he realized this isn't right. What I'm doing is not the way mankind is meant to exist. Um, yeah. And to see that turnaround, the power that that would have had, and then us to celebrate that that never occurred, it just, like, I was confronted with that by that newspaper, mm-hmm. that, that front page.
2: Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's mourning... It's mourning the brokenness of the world as a result of right. sin. Um, and I know that's so Sunday school sounding, but that's really what it is. I mean...
0: And so, and so it's Sunday school sounding. You say it that way. I agree. But at the same time, I totally disagree in the sense that I wish we were talking more about this stuff in Sunday school. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've hinted toward it before on a previous episode. Um, The idea of lament is something that is unbelievably lacking and completely um, not understood in Western culture the idea of a a cry out to god not a not a depression not a cry into a void but a cry out to god over the fact that the the world is broken and understanding how broken it is and i feel like a lot of the problems that the church in general has in america and on the western culture side is that it doesn't the outside world doesn't see our ability to understand the the, the sorrow, the pain, because we, we have this false idea that we have to act like everything's happy. Like, right. like something bad happens. We go, don't worry. All things work out for good for those that love God. And it's like, I, that's, that's great. But I want to punch you in the face. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that doesn't help right now. Right. Like it, it's, it's an ability to show the world. I, my, the way I always say it is they're not going to begin to understand our hope if they don't first see that we understand their brokenness. Like, if they can't see that we understand how broken things are, then hope's not going to mean anything. What is hope if you're, like, walking around, body dee da da everything's great. Um, so they need to see that we get it. And, um, and yeah. And I think well, that I was really confronted with that by the, the, the New York Post mm-hmm. front page with Osama's death. Yeah, I think, and I think, I think
2: it's like, I, this is a really real place to go with it. Again, I think a lot about too like we're getting back to just even talk about fictional characters. Like I think a lot about you know Jesus. Jesus says you know that we aren't supposed to hate people. That if we hate people, if we're angry at them unjustly or whatever, that we've basically committed murder in our heart. So like Jesus recognizes and even you know exposes the fact that we have murderous impulses in us. And I think about like when I when I taught ethics last year. One of the questions I love, this is my favorite class that I taught with my eighth grade ethics classes, was I'd ask them, is it it ethical to kill in a video game? Because, you know, if you're playing a massively multiplayer online game, you've got a person on the other side, are you effectively trying to kill that person? And then the question is, is like, but then like, aside from that, just the just the even with a virtual world, where you're playing completely by yourself, like just a closed system game, not a you know not a m- multiplayer game, is that like indulging impulses in you that are best not to be
0: cultivated? I'll say two things to that. Um, the first thing is you mentioned video games, so Father Pat will wind <laughs> Father Funnell wind up making an appearance. Yeah, uh, but also. Uh, the, the other thing I, I used to play um, the Halo games online and I used to wear my little headset in the house and listen to the 12 year olds on the other side of that <laughs> and the hatred that was being spewed over <laughs> that by children children. Um, the words they used and put together in ways that I um, have yet to comprehend um, there's definitely something wrong with what was taking place in In that fake world, the virtual world, there was definitely something evil being drawn out by them. And this is not me um, referring back to the uh, we we talk about that satanic panic thing that Chuck is just dying for us to do an episode on. Yes. Um, But it's not me becoming one of those like video games, movies. These are all evil and they're causing us to be evil. But I think that there is this complete lack of awareness, like a self-awareness, just from a human being point of view, much less a spiritual point of view, this lack of awareness about what we're indulging in sometimes. And I think that you can you can play a video game and it's shooting and stuff and it can be fun and I don't, I would be like, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And then there's other times where you're playing the video game and you're shooting at things and I'd be like, there's something wrong going on here. And I honestly think it's it's really, it's down to the person what's going on when they're playing. Like yeah. it's the same thing with everything. Music is big for me. When I'm angry and I'm mad, the kind of music I listen to sometimes, it, it I would say there's something wrong with Rom- that music.
2: Romstein, there's but a lot then, of Romstein. Oh yeah, totally.
0: Um but then if I was listening to that on any other day of the week, I'd be like, There's nothing wrong with this. It's just music. Like it but it, it really plays into like where am I coming from when I hit play on the movie, the game, or the music, if that makes any yeah. sense. Little known fact, Matt is a huge fan of Slipknot. <laughs> Slipknot. Slip. Um, um, what well, is funny is um, you're not that far off back in the day for a very short period of Matt's life. that uh, We can get
2: into <laughs> embarrassing music. There, there
0: was a phase. Um, I, I see JP wanted to talk, and I was going to, real quick, I was going to comment. Wave your, wave your finger at me. I was going
2: <laughs> to say, JP, to you, to you, actually. You and I have talked about how, like, you know, you and I both started playing Skyrim around the same time, and we yeah. would get together and we would talk about Skyrim. This is the kind of stuff we should have talked about with Father of Fun. Anyway, I ah, know. Um, um, but like, I, I remember you and I talking about how, like, you know, you had, I think you had joined the, um, the Dark Brotherhood. Yes, like, I joined the Dark Brotherhood. There were assassins. times you felt somewhat guilty. I did <laughs> really guilty because <laughs> they are an assassin's guild people never played Skyrim and I actively chose not to be part of the dark brotherhood because I did not want to indulge that I'm I was, like
1: yeah I, you know I was joining everything I wanted to experience the game like everything and so I joined the dark brotherhood and I thought it'd be interesting I thought it was cool I, I like the, the the armor you wear and stuff it's you know the armor is awesome yeah it's pretty cool um I, I think that I the, killed the girl and got hers what, what made me feel guilty the is group
2: that... You
0: refused to join, but you
1: slaughtered
0: them. I killed their leader. You felt nothing bad about it. I did. <laughs> I wish
1: I could talk my way out of it. <laughs> I was. I had already gone on so many side quests interacted so with so many characters <laughs> that they uh, had me kill people I already knew. Oh, yeah. And when you kill them, that's it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no, like, these are the people you kill. Go kill them. And, like... And they're it done. Was, like they, they don't come back. And it wasn't like go fight them. It was straight up murder them. And like what I would do, I was I would like follow them into their houses and um, kill them when they were asleep.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should quit. I'm starting to really rethink what I think about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I did feel kind of, kind of guilty in a way. But you know, that's also the power of those games. You, you get kind of invested emotionally, and in, because you you, you devote a lot of time to it. You meet a lot of characters you know it's kind of like well, watching a movie or well a book. I, I I sympathize with um
2: there's a musician on the internet a very small- time musician by the name of Ali Gertz I think that's how her name's pronounced.
1: she's to... uh, yeah I love her yeah
2: and um she's got like, this recurring joke on Twitter about the loss of Lydia which is the house Jarl that you get like oh the, yeah yeah, yeah. Or house Carl or whatever they call him the first the, that you get when you first start the game if you're in white run the town oh, right. of white run Right. And she becomes your companion a lot of times. And she, like, dies quick. Like, she dies a lot. Dude, I had her for a long time, bro. And, like, her room, if you – because you get a house. And, like, her room in the house, like, you can't, like, change it. Like, it stays there as, like, a perpetual shrine to, like, her loss. Um, <laughs> I piled a bunch of my old swords in there. But um, it's – um <laughs> I showed no respect for Lydia,
0: but like I felt really bad right. about it. No, it's not. You sell it as that was your <clears> reminder <throat> of why you were out to avenge your dad. Yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Well, and like I um and like there's actually
2: there's a dog that you find called Miko at some point in the game. His owner has you find him. He's just kind of walking in the woods um, near I don't remember where, but anyway, you you find the dog, and he wants you to follow him. And he goes and leads you to like this, like this old busted cabin in the woods. And his owner is dead in a bed with a note, being like, "I hope someone will take care of my dog." And so, like, the dog becomes a companion that you can carry. They they can go with you. And so, like, I really took a shine to this dog. And this dog used to I bring this dog with me on missions. And one time, the dog accidentally got in the way of my mace when I was killing someone. Or well, yeah, I was killing someone, and um, (laughs) the dog got in the way and actually got killed. I rebooted the game. last save point because i didn't want the dog to die that was really like i didn't want it to like save what the dog did. like i have i have restarted the game so many times so finally i got to a place where i could adopt the dog as a like i went this whole elaborate side quest to adopt a child so that the child would want the dog and i could adopt the dog and the dog could stay at my house <laughs> so that like the dog can stay at my house and i don't kill the dog by accident <laughs> yeah wow yeah, and and that's also related to the fact that my that my wife was watching me play this game, and this little like orphan girl, this little orphan girl was running around, and she was like the first orphan girl that this uh, that comes up to you. There's an expansion that you don't have, by the way, JP. This uh, this orphan girl comes up to you and is like, "Oh, will you will you will you be my new dad?" kind of thing, and it's like you and like if you don't have your house set up for like a child, like for a room for a child, um, you have to say no, and she's like, "Oh, okay then." And, like, it's depressed and walked away. So, Kana like, made me, like, find out what I needed to do to get a a bedroom built onto my house so that I could adopt this child. And I told her, like, there's, like, a whole world's worth of orphan children in this game. And she's like, you're going to adopt that child. I'm like, there could be a way cooler child. That child could be lame. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You are adopting that child. Fine. So, now I've got this little child that runs around in my room that, like, occasionally, like, brings me stuff. Skyrim. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's great I God, I love that I love that game um, I actually have a question uh, a question that I, I heard on there's this uh, YouTube series that I follow called the PBS Ideas Channel I think I've actually had you guys uh, watch some of his videos um, where he he poses like interesting questions about pop culture and stuff and one question he asked and I want to kind of bring it back to what you were saying Chuck is it uh, immoral to kill people in video games um he actually posed the question, um, if you are uh, pro-gun control or anti-gun, period, um, are you kind of going against your beliefs by purchasing games like Call of Duty or any game that has like actual uh, like guns used in the game? Because in order for the company to use those guns like call of duty they have to purchase licenses from the companies that develop those weapons
2: yeah my yeah, my family my family makes money the browning the browning family oh yeah they make money off of that game yeah really yeah, there's Browning rifles in that game. Yeah, I mean, I it was,
1: was the money. I didn't know it's your family. I didn't...
2: Yeah, somewhere along the way, they're my family. I make that sound like I like hang out with the Browning man, the rifle manufacturer, like on the
1: weekends or something. Well, I, I seriously
0: what... thought you were joking, though. Didn't know you're serious that it is. No, yeah, in the, your distant, family line, distant relatives, <laughs> distant well,
1: relatives. Yep. Well, I'm I'm related to the people that invented the Spencer repeater rifle. Yay, dude, so... we're responsible. We've got blood in our we got blood in our hands. I know, <laughs> you're killing Indians, and you're killing. I don't know. I don't know. It's... Oh,
2: sure. Well, so Browning, so Browning was good friends with um, Joseph Smith and uh, Brigham Young, and he provided weapons for all of the Mormons to protect themselves on their on their little journey from Missouri to Utah.
1: Wow, so we, we've we've got a lot of Indian blood on our uh, hands. Yep,
0: <laughs> I'm not even sure where we went in this podcast. <laughs> Now we're now we're on Mormon journey, journeys to Utah. Um, we we, can we can we recap from great 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 grandfathers Mississippi Mississippi.
2: <laughs> You're to back to Mississippi Mississippi to no I understand, like we were capital, I know but like, you brought
0: it all the way back to Miss you started with your story in uh, Mississippi and you just brought it back. We're well, talking Missouri oh Missouri sorry yeah sorry my bad <laughs> read a book
2: um I fail I'm gonna leave um <laughs> um no, we start with Mississippi road trip. Followed it by uh, talking about um, Jason Todd or death of Superman, then Jason Todd getting killed, then Osama bin Laden, <laughs> and then orphan children in Skyrim, <laughs> and now rifles, rifles, and the fact that and the JP and I, JP and I, our family genetics are <laughs> big time cursed because we are talk responsible about- for the death of lots of the native peoples of this great land we call the united states
1: talk about your white privilege gosh
2: yep <laughs> so, so i will say no, nah, i'm not going to go there was, my, my grandfather my grandfather's family like is actually like the, like a good chunk of his family is cherokee and so like i was going to be like you know we kind of made up for it cuz you know there's cherokee blood in my family too but that's like such a white person to say yeah, like, that's such- i'm like i'm like a ninth cherokee so i can like totally hang out with the natives
1: yeah, what's what's actually kind of funny about my family, at least on my my mother's side, the Spencers, uh, they tried multiple times to uh, uh, marry Indian women, like back in the frontier days, um, but they all died before they could have children. Ooh, that's sad. So it's like the Spencers tried to get some Indian blood in their in their uh, in their genes, but uh, this seems really really messed up yeah well my wife's family i think her
2: great great grandmother it is said that she was so she, she was cherokee as well and she was said to be so ugly that only a white man would marry her Oof. <laughs>
0: which i think it's a great story the spencer tried and failed <laughs> they probably did i'm so sorry but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt. To be fair, though, based on what we're talking about, Matt is the whitest guy in the room. <laughs> you're blonde hair, blue-eyed, so you're like an Aryan poster child. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. But I'm mostly Irish. It's my background. Okay. Yeah,
2: they didn't like you too much to get to get to, get to work from home, to home. You fought for our freedom. I mean, you fought for you fought for the union. Your people fought for the union, went, whether
0: they wanted to or not. I actually went to Ireland. Um, I was in Dublin, and I was trying very hard to find something about our families. Um, And it was the, the Galloways, or the side of the family that was Irish. And I forget, Galway was the original name. They changed it to Galloway when they moved, apparently. I know this because I ran into somebody in Ireland and asked them, do you know, like a random person on the street, seriously, like... I forget how it came up, but I was like, well, I'm, I'm trying to find something for my family line. They're like, oh, well, what's the family? I said, Galloway. And they're like, oh, it was Galway. They they changed it to Galloway after they moved. And they're like, yeah, we don't like them too much. They, <laughs> they fled Ireland to get up. I was like, okay. Oh, it's good <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> I was like, can I leave any quick? I just got totally dissed on my first visit to another country <laughs> one day into my trip, like Found out that I am like, a like a national embarrassment, according to this person. Um, so, yeah, there you go. So you guys created rifles. I my my family fled their country apparently uh, at the time that made them look like you, deserters. <laughs> really hard. Oh,
2: okay, so the Browning rifles, so the Browning. They also were responsible for the um the like the most um I mean a, a ton of rifles used by the used by the U.S. military. Also responsible for um the Beretta, not the Beretta. But the, the Browning nine millimeter sidearm, which is a precursor to the Beretta, a very popular sidearm for um, U.S. soldiers in World War II.
0: So um, we we killed lots of people. I had a Beretta. It was crap. Just for the record, I, I, the I'm Browning didn't make the Beretta. I, I will fess up um, now. I'm a, I'm a handgun fan, but I only I use them at the range. I mm-hmm. love shooting handguns at the range. So in that sense, I like to think of it as a sport. Um, as far as gun control goes, I. Um, I won't. I won't even begin to talk about it because of where that <laughs> <would be> with <laughs> um, the circles. Yay, hey, we riffing! Yay, we'll say, Yay, riffing! <laughs> and the trouble I'll be in, in the morning. Um, but I will say, I'm a fan of going to the gun range and shooting. You and my wife guns. My I wife love. I love going to like the pistol range. I owned a Beretta and it was crap. It jammed all the time. That's 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 all my experience with them. I owned a I owned a Tippmann Pro Light. And it was it was perfect. It's a paintball gun. It was the only gun I've ever owned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on, I did it on a I did it on a double barrel rifle um, in our apartment. Was it a Browning? No. <laughs> JP, did you ever share the gun that I owned? I don't think so. I illegally owned a gun. I used to. I used to have a gun. I had no license. It couldn't right, fire. Wait
0: we'll edit that out. Okay, no, why? go ahead. <laughs> Okay, I don't
2: have it anymore. They can search
0: me? Actually, it was in Florida. You don't need a license. <laughs> yeah, right. No, this gun
2: this gun was owned by we, so I heard all these stories that it was um like my grandfather's like childhood hunting rifle and all this stuff. It's come to find it at Walmart? No, come to it's actually old. His, come to find out his um brother, um, my uncle Austin, um, great uncle Austin um, was responsible for um was part of the was part of the, the military police or whatever after um, the fall of Berlin in World War II and was responsible for collecting weapons from the uh, gentry um, of, um, of of Germany. And this guy, this really wealthy German man, gave him this um, very nice... He had to, to turn it over. It was a very nice hunting rifle with beautiful hand-carved handle and all this stuff. Anyway, so my... Um, rather than give it to the U, he didn't let the military take it or whatever they did, I guess he managed to smuggle it back in the United States and gave it to my grandfather as a gift and it was a prized um, possession of his. And then when he died uh, my grandmother said I had to have it since I'm named after my grandfather. And now I think we gave it, I think, I think we managed to sell it to some guy who restores old guns or whatever. I'm um, gun collector because I have no use for it. Hmm. And uh, Anyway, so yeah. So there's some, there's some like German aristocrat out there like who could potentially be listening to this on a limb and be like, that's what happened to my great-grandpa's gun. <laughs> <laughs> At Father Charles B., <laughs> on Twitter
1: but i soon, um that's various. i I owned a lighter that had a hidden knife in it once
2: that i I bought yeah. at a mall you seem you seem kind of like that guy <laughs> <laughs> that, did you Davey, did you own lots of weird looking knives were you that kid did you
1: like or like maybe you didn't own them but did you eyeball them at like the flea market? Oh, I was total wannabe mall ninja, if that's what you're asking. The mall ninja? I love yeah. it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I think Matt was even present for some, I mean, because, you know, that you didn't have much to do on a Saturday at the mall. And so let's go look at the, the swords. And the butterfly <laughs> knives and all that.
2: Let me ask you a question, Matt. Do you own, do you, do you currently own a set of throwing stars?
0: No. I, did I when I was younger? Yes. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never did. I always, I I always wanted them. Well, but I have the... throwing stars and throwing knives. I don't have any clue what happened to them, which is very dangerous for any children out there listening. <laughs> Do not lose your knives and throwing stars. <laughs> I don't have a clue what happened to them. Or just but I did own them at one or point. Or just don't in my own life. them in the first place. Yes, that's true. No, but you well, can't put uh, them at trees then. It was all part of the mall ninja experience, Chuck. Yeah, you know. I was an, I was hey. a ninja in my front yard throwing it at the tree. Look,
2: guys, we've already we've already discussed my weeaboo ness.
0: <laughs> my otaku, I, I, I always wanted to own a set of katanas to sit on my bookshelf. Speaking of katana. I, 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 There was a, a sword, a katana at, the, at a gun show I went to because, again, Florida gun shows. Um, it was a real one, like the real deal. Not this I bought it online and I hang it on my wall thing. It was like the serious one. So I was like, I want this thing so bad. Like, that's awesome. It's one of the folded steel. Mm-hmm. It's like razor sharp. So I decided to properly run. You know how you can like rub... Your thumb on a knife to see if it's sharp. Ah. The right way, though. Like I yeah. did it the right way, and it should sliced my thumb open. Like ah. you know. on the floor and, of the gun show. Yeah, and if my dad is listening, he still to this day doesn't know it. I was bleeding all over the place. I had to go to the bathroom and like grab a handful of paper towel and like clamp it as tight as I could and hold on to that till I got home. Um, so those things are not toys for kids. listening. <laughs> Um, and, this, and that was like the you know the rubbing the, the I don't know how to describe it on a podcast, but the right way like with right, right, a sharp yeah, knife yeah. you can rub the right way without cutting yourself. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, test the, the sharp didn't work sword. on this one. Completely sliced myself open all the way across my thumb.
2: And now that sword is possessed with a little bit of your soul, a little bit of me. And there so. is a and there is a mall ninja on a journey yes. who is hearing whispers, and I
0: them. am aiding him right now with my whispers <laughs> of wisdom um, about he's hearing this podcast through his blade. <laughs> As you're walking, be careful. He, Swing away. He feels. <laughs> That's back to our third episode on. He feels our... an inexplicable
2: urge right now to subscribe. <laughs> to
0: write You will subscribe.
2: Subscribe to the podcast. And to donate money to us, even though we have no way of, of, of receiving said cash.
1: You just sent it cash, bro. I guess you could do, like, Google Wallet.
2: You email. can send
0: me cash. Contact me if you want to send cash. I will give you any address you want to send cash to. Just go ahead. <laughs> uh,
1: God, Matt, you, you, you actually conjured up some of my own memories. Uh, I had the exact same thing happen to me once, only it wasn't a knife. It was uh, the lid of an opened uh, dog food can. <laughs> and uh Mine's cooler,
0: way. just for the record.
1: <laughs> out there there is a dog who has a <laughs> thirst for JP. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up going to the emergency room and they had to like in like like inject alcohol into oh. my into the cut ah! to disinfect it. It was it was the worst. The worst. I only-
0: I split my toe open two days ago. For the record, <laughs> if we're going on stories, dude, I couldn't walk for two days. Well, since we're talking, since
2: so we're talking about slicing open yeah. appendages, um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm further implicating myself in things we've talked about in recent episodes. So I have scars. I'm looking at them right now. I have scars on my thumb. Um, from what part of Japanese culture? <laughs> from using an exacto knife to cut the pieces of a Gundam model off of their teeth. <laughs> Wow. I used to build Gundam models, and I used to slice my thumb open on a regular basis while building said Gundam models.
1: So how how about them apples, uh, Chuck? What what is uh, what is Gundam? Gundam is a
2: uh, a long a long running um, anime series about giant mech suits. That's actually all I know. I've mean, never really watched Gundam. I just thought the models were awesome. Um, I, my favorite one was from. My two favorite ones were from uh, G, the G Gundam series or God Gundam and uh-huh. Gundam Wing. Um, both shows used to air on cartoon networks. Um, Tsunami, uh, um, After School. Yep. So there you go.
1: All right. Just in case anyone needed some validation that Chuck was a my, uh...
2: <laughs> so is there my any... friend my friend Josh and I as I mentioned last week um, my friend Josh and I we used to go down to um, Little Vietnam. Um, in Orlando, and we would um, go into the import stores, and we would buy our Gundam models, and we would build them and paint them. <laughs> I have boxes full of them. I can send
0: all of you one. Wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's a wow. Just wow. We will send every fan who contacts us in the next two days. We'll a personally model get a Gundam built model, by model by Father signed God. by Foddy Chuck. <laughs> uh, I can actually make this happen. Seriously, we will. We will. Uh, let's give it. What I have to help my mother move, and is, she's got
2: them in her garage. It I is can currently
0: do Monday, April eighteenth. So whoever yep. contacts by uh, what time is it by ten forty-five on the twentieth, we'll get a personally signed model. How and, are we going to do that when this won't child? air till next week? Okay. Uh, well, we'll go two days after whatever the air date is. Okay. Don't be a smart aleck with me. It makes sense. When I'm
1: just, I was <laughs> going to ask the same question. But,
0: when okay. I'm mocking you horribly, don't make sense at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So if this airs a week from now, just add two days whenever you're listening to this. You can prove you subscribed. We'll send you one if it's four years from now. How about that? How amazing how amazing would this be if we get, like, a flood of people who are wanting... <laughs> wanting your model? <laughs> what uh, if we make, like, our uh, own version of, like, a loot crate? Father Fun, if you're listening. I expect you to request one immediately just to prove that he'll send it. Wow, the audio
1: quality went up, like, drastically when you ate the mic there.
2: It sounds like National Public
1: Radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm Terry Gross. <laughs> that's
0: gross. That's
1: you're that's listening that. to Serial...
0: So so the question is we are according to my count an hour and 31 minutes. Into the
2: podcast, <laughs> we, which, we
0: remember we did a lot of
2: talking before yes, we started which recording when
0: like when JP edits it down to meaningful stuff it'll be about a 5 minute podcast. Um, do we have any any meaningful way to wrap this up besides no. Mississippi and Mormon movements? <laughs> Um, I we mean, hit on deep stuff. We, mean, get we, on did, deep stuff. we did hit on deep stuff, and it I think I,
2: I, what I the way I look at this episode is we're doing a little bit of a it's a free form get to know this us. is our this is episode eight the get number of new beginnings, yeah. you know, get and so we're uh, <laughs> we're 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 JP's trying to talk. I can see him. here trying to talk, and he'll get that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but we're you know we're um... shut
1: up, Chuck. I am
0: the moderator. <laughs> Watching him attempt to speak was the most entertaining thing in the last hour and a half. For me personally, I'm not down talking our podcast, but that was like hilarious. I was really hoping you'd keep going and not address it. Just to watch him try and say a word. Oh, I was. It was his bottom lip, like the quiver thing that you're doing with your bottom lip. (laughs)
2: <laughs> little, bit, little bit intentional. A Little yeah. bit intentional, a lot sure. of bit ego.
0: Just gonna say that. <laughs> uh, I have no uh, idea. What I'm saying, though, but carry on.
1: Why don't you go to your. Mod or She'd go to your adoptive Skyrim family. Don't you Skyrim. talk about my family? <laughs>
2: what? So don't you talk about my family.
1: <laughs> your other family? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, I don't really know, um, um i you know one thing that's always cut I mean, kind of on my mind um I think it's a good way to close this out is that uh at the end of um season three of sliders um you know, we weren't really sure where they were gonna go. Because it had already kind of fallen off the rails a little bit, the show, you know? Uh, None of us
0: know what he's talking about either.
1: (laughs) He kind of split up the cast members, too. Like, they, like, uh, waited Remy went to Earth Prime, and then uh, Quinn and Maggie ended up some futuristic world. Anyway, but Sci Fi, the Sci Fi Channel picked up sliders about maybe three or four years later. It was a long time. So they eventually, (laughs) Maggie and Quinn. (laughs) They, in season four opener, uh, which is called Genesis, they they end up Genesis <laughs> uh, on Earth Prime. Um, but as you know, Maggie, they can't go to Earth Prime with I'm, Maggie because I'm sorry.
0: Can't... Was there a question in here somewhere?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maggie can't breathe on Earth Prime. That's why they had to leave that one time.
0: Can you believe um, you totally just wait, wait, jogged I, my memory and I remember that episode? <laughs> that is the most pathetic thing ever. I totally am like, I didn't even make it that far in this show. I'm so much cooler than you. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw that episode. <laughs> but I just I, I just totally like lost all cred, all street cred that I had on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, but, you know. Hurry on. Continue for the next 45 minutes. Hey, he's the moderator. It was sort of a sad episode because you found out that the Cro-Mags had taken over Earth, and they had uh, taken Wade to a breeding camp on another Earth, and Wade was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, You also found out that Quinn uh, was actually not from Earth Prime and that he had a brother uh, on another Earth. Uh, So, and, and eventually... Um, Quinn and Maggie were reunited with Remy and I don't know what's so funny.
0: This is actually, let's just have our podcast here while he's going. Just keep talking. I am
2: am gripped right now.
0: (laughs) We're
1: not here. Just keep going. Anyway, so what's what's, what's devastating about this episode is that Quinn, Maggie, and Remy had to leave Earth Prime again. But only, only this time, they had to leave it knowing that it was under the grip of the Cro-Mags, and there were other Earths out there that are also under the grip of the Cromag Empire. So it's like, they had to go find Quinn's brother, they had to find uh, Quinn's real home world, hopefully, fingers <laughs> crossed, run into Wade, which, like, probably not going to happen at all, right? Probably not at all. Spoilers, it doesn't. Uh, and so, but, you know, the, the last words, the, <laughs> last, the last words... <laughs> Quinn says uh before they jump into the portal and leave earth prime and, and continue on uh to other earths in in the sci-fi series sci-fi channel run of sliders was we'll be back you can count on it and then he jumps into the portal and the episode ends very moving episode very moving episode so what i'm trying to say here is um uh we're going to end the show and uh we'll be back you can count keep, on it you can count on it did I still uh, thunder? So th- those were no, no. Those were my my final thoughts. Chuck, what were your What are your final thoughts?
0: What were your thoughts? I still don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. What just wait, wait, happened? Hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: Well, this reminds me of the uh, of the end of season two of Sequest DSV. <laughs> When they're on an alien planet that's all water.
0: I actually love that show. And Until this, the aliens came up. Don't so make aliens, fun of Sequest, I'm leaving.
2: So the aliens Stop. took the took the sequest to their planet and it gets destroyed, everyone dies, and you think the show is done. But then season three opens and they're back. Anyway, no. Um I don't know, I feel like we're talking...
0: <laughs> I think we broke bad. <laughs> I'm gone. Um, The pathetic thing is I recognize the episode of Sliders he's making fun of, and I was a fan of Sequest. Making fun of? Making fun of? Making fun of? The episode he was referencing, (laughs) we were making fun of him while he was talking about it. You were making fun of him. I was (laughs) was gripped. You were
2: gripped. I'm going to go watch Sliders when I get home. Totally. Gonna watch
1: spiders. uh, Just, just a heads up. There are some missing episodes on Netflix. Just, I found that out. You won't notice because nobody cares. (laughs) I cared. Okay, I was looking for a specific episode and it wasn't on there. Let's back
0: it up. Just like Seaquest, Matt was a fan of sliders for like the first like two or three seasons, I think yeah, it was. That was the Fox run, yeah. Whenever they introduced like these weird interdimensional, they were aliens. They came up with some nonsense thing, but they Cro-mags. flew around and Cro-mags
1: are yeah. Uh, yeah. humans, but they're differently evolved humans sure from was the awful Cro-
0: after that. Sorry. Jump the shark <laughs> to the extreme. Same thing with Sequest, to bring it back over to Father Chuck here. Um, I was actually a fan of it, and then they introduced aliens into Sequest, and I don't understand what happened. But But I have gone back and tried to watch both of these shows, and they're as unwatchable as MacGyver, which was one of my favorites growing up. (laughs) Sliders was so bad. Hey,
1: at least Sequest had Ted Raimi. He didn't even make it to Sliders. (laughs) You guys know who see, Ted Raimi is? I don't think you know who
0: Ted Michael Aaron in the final season. That was watch, pretty awesome. If you watch the pilot of the show, though, you will— I watched I, it I promise you won't make it past it now. But I did—I used to like it. And if my cousin Amber ever hears this, um, I'm still a fan from back in the day. I just will never watch it again. How
2: many cousins do you have? I feel like you reference a new cousin every episode. <laughs> I
0: have cousins. My, my mom is from a family of seven, and my dad is four. Family of four. <laughs> four before? <laughs> please, we're getting angry email now. Yeah, um, <laughs> the good thing is none of them will ever hear this because they don't know how to use podcasts and computers. Um, so, including my dad, unless my mom plays it for him, in which case I'm in trouble now. All right, but um, no, I have a lot. I have a lot of cousins to the point that um, um, I've forgotten who they were before. And my wife was made <laughs> it for it. Like, how do you not know how your own family is related to you? And, and right. I don't. I did. Nice. I- so, so, final thoughts. I don't remember my cousins. My um, final thoughts. Oh, come on! You two rant about sliders and sequest. I did. I'm the one who derailed the podcast. I don't get to. I, I get to make my final. Oh, thoughts. final thoughts from Father
2: Chuck. Okay, I'll Chuck. Actually, I don't know if I have. any. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, I mean, listen to the JP talk. I mean, it's like, I feel like we're, you're, what you're trying to say. Is that like, you know, we're, we're at this moment here. We've made it to eight episodes. Right, right. And this is sort of a little bit of a departure for us. A little bit. Does not mean that we've given up on anything? Like yes. we're not, this isn't just us. This is just us having fun one night because we've all been traveling and all kinds of craziness. Um, I, oh, my final thought is this. I love what we're doing here. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I know Father Fun had fun visiting us and he's enjoyed listening to us. So the fans and he's not the only fan. In fact, I have I have I have gone out to lunch with one of our fans who reached out to us. So really?
0: um yeah. So um so yeah. I've spoken to three people um that if they're still listening, uh I've spoken to three people about it, um, personally. Nice. I know it's not a lot, but that's personal conversations, not internet, email, comment, thing like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of what we're doing here. Um, and I'm glad that this episode we just kind of
2: cut loose and had some fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we, well, a couple of things that I love. One, as we mentioned last week, we managed for a day to break the top 50 Spirit, religion and spirituality topic. That was God.
0: impressive. Category. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. It it's was.
2: amazing. I mean, there are other podcasts out there that were not on that list that mm. are far inferior to us, so that's a good thing. <laughs> the other thing is, is now we've gotten to a place where if you type Master of Divinity in Google, we, we up, show, we show up, on up on the front the page, we're right?
0: There. Yeah. We're about four or five down. You'll find our podcasts. Yep, yeah, We're that's there. That's amazing. Start looking for us. We're showing up. Everywhere. Amazing! I, I didn't think that would ever happen to me.
2: <laughs> and we're and we're just in episode eight, guys.
0: Episode eight. We don't have sponsors yet. We don't. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor us, uh, the makers of Redemption, we will take. We'll take uh, <laughs> Maybe there's like a Christian loot crate. I, don't I know. promise we are the only ones talking about you. <laughs> you know,
1: I have.
2: I was actually thinking that, like, well, yeah, okay. If we ever do like some kind of like a Kickstarter or something where people support us, I think like the gifts that we should give them is a deck of redemption cards.
0: Yes, totally, (laughs) totally.
2: If we can find it. What
0: I what I'm what I'm excited about someday is the possibility, and we and people listening, you need to contact us and work hard because we got to get JP all the way from Oklahoma for this one. I want a I want a live event. That'd be great. Live. I want a live event with the people sitting here. Like, Father, you'll get to meet Father Fun. you got to make it big enough to get him here. Let's get him here. Let's do it. Contact. Yeah. Let is, us know.
2: Is, is, so is Father Fun going to be like our Alec Baldwin on SNL? What? Just... Up. Like SNL, like 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 Alec Baldwin is considered. Yeah, he's he's hosted more than in times than anybody else, right? Well, we, he's considered
0: part of the we, cast, but he's know, never actually been a cast yeah, member. We know for a fact Father Fun is listening to this. By the time it comes out, he'll hear it. And yeah, I think totally he's going to keep reoccurring. He's a reoccurring character. If or we Steve had, Martin, our Steve Martin, if we had it's a better... if we had car- uh, uh, opening credits, he would be that also featuring special guest. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is there. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be our also featuring special, special guest, Father Fun. So, yeah, I yeah. think so.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah, so, and, we, and, and speaking of guests, we would love, we love guests. We love guests. We'd like to have more of them. If you're famous, we absolutely <laughs> want you on our show. Totally. In a heartbeat. Joel Osteen, we if want you were listening try. to us. <laughs> okay. I will even we put crack, this on here. We cracked the top 49. We cracked top 50. He's just kn- saying. Just he's- saying. We, we're, we're coming up on you, buddy. He's we got number, you in our sights. He's
1: number
0: one and five <laughs> just for the record hey, his audio's number one his video's number five <laughs> we'll beat um, him we're gonna beat him we're gonna it? do it Wait, seriously i would actually we did? i would just actually in it. All, all joking aside um theological differences aside on a totally respectful level i would totally think that was awesome to meet him and and talk to him I'm i would i grunt. would not i'd not have Father Chuck is mean to everybody. Please don't let that scare you away.
1: <laughs> hey, oh, hey. That's, that's my MO. So that's, what he did. that's how
0: he gets you on here. He wants Hey, guys. We, we, should
1: get a, we should get a Calvinist. We should get a Calvinist on the show.
2: Where's my Calvinist? Hey, JP, why don't you just become a Calvinist? Uh, <laughs> to them, you've been predestined to be one please, anyway, right? Please
0: stop talking. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm more afraid of this topic than Gamergate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm do, do, cry. We are, you know...
1: I think it was episode four where we, no three, where we made the Calvinist comment. Every episode since then, I've been wanting to open this show with, "If you made it this far, you're probably not a Calvinist."
0: And I have forgotten every time. You did you you say it. You did open episode on four? one. You did say that on one, actually.
2: I did. <laughs> I episode 4 I believe episode 4 you opened with that if you're a Calvinist if you've, or closed it, with it One. Of if them. you've made it this far you're not a Calvinist yeah you did that I, was there, what, what was the one that we no no I Empire called one. out because I called out the Calvinist thing when in episode 3 the Ghostbuster trailer yeah the one we recorded in my car where mm-hmm. it almost got towed mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah where the tow truck ended our recording very quickly mm. this final thoughts is going way too off <laughs> yeah our final thought has lasted 45 minutes and 59 seconds
2: should, should I, I go back I really i want to watch jp try and edit this one uh-huh.
0: yeah i'm putting the marker you have to leave this on because i want to see the difference so we can see jp's masterful editing skills as of right now our call on skype has been an hour 46 minutes and 18 seconds when i make that statement check your podcasting and tell somebody send me where where we're at i want to see how much he has to cut out i'm not editing a thing <laughs> just
1: post it just do it what would happen what would they do we'd lose all of our listeners
0: they're not gonna know what are they gonna do why are we alienating our fans right now
1: (laughs) we got their money we're punishing our fans right now (laughs) no No, we're, we're sorting out our fans I don't know
0: can we do one of
2: those ones? Can we do like? Can we like get one of those YouTube things where we like record like ten hours and we just do nothing but do this for like ten hours, just 10 like a hours. marathon? It's just
0: talk. Yes, totally. We are going to start a YouTube channel for that purpose. I think that we need video. It would it would be another outlet to go for. Yeah. Fi- Did you ever give a final thought? Yeah, that was my final thought. I'm very proud of what we're doing here. Oh, he's nah. very proud of us. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> His final thought was a compliment. And I him totally My final thought is I'm very proud of what we're doing. Well, just expand it. But I can't wait for us to crack uh, the top 20, the top 10. Uh, for the record, again, of people out there listening, I have a bet going with JP that if we can make the top 25 of the podcast, he has to move back to South Florida. <laughs> yeah, because then tri- I can do this for a living. It'd be great top 25. <laughs> cool. That's not of our category. That's of all podcasts. So good luck. But do it. Well, Matt, do you have any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts? Um, hmm. No, not re- well. I, I do have something. I'll end with one line. I've been reading this um, s- this poetry.
2: Oh God! R- really?
0: It's well. It's it's <laughs> sick. Well, no, okay. I, I give like a compliment. And i like, I'm reading mystical poetry. Mystical poetry? Are they Japanese? Um, no, they're not. I actually won't say who it is because I've learned that that will immediately, just saying it was mystic, will immediately 99% of people just quit listening to mm. me. But the one line is close your lips and let the maker of mouths speak. And that I, to me has been my my two week mantra recently. I know who that of, poet is. Of closing close your lips <laughs> and let the maker of mouse speak. Um that's my line, my thought for the the end of the po of the uh podcast is to allow allow the creator and sustainer of all things to speak in your actions in silence rather than your need to defend and argue which I actually believe is a big thing we're doing with this podcast normally. Can I can I make that biblical? Can I make that biblical? I think it is biblical, but go ahead. <laughs> because
2: there's you know in my in my church we have extra books to the bible. We like the bible so much we have more books. We add books. Too. We add books. Yeah. It's called the apocrypha. And in that is a book of wisdom and there's one of my favorite verses. It goes um, it says we can always say more, but we can never say enough. So let the last word be you are the all.
1: I like that one too. Now, can you say that in the uh, in the Episcopal preaching voice?
2: The Episcopal preaching voice.
0: <laughs> oh, end it before you cause problems. End it. Is that the voice that
2: is that the voice that Patrick called me out about? You no, know? well, Did...
0: no. JP's being wow. JP, wow. I can't believe you brought that up. It's all love. It's That's all going back love. how many years now? Um, Four. You have to tell him now. You're probably going to edit this out anyway. So you I have thought to we've talked it. about this with Chuck, haven't we? No, no, tell no, him. No, you, no, you have not told him. You've been making fun I of me? No no, 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 You visited my <laughs> church? and <laughs> you heard me preach? <laughs> no, since the Bible study that you led that we all came to. In,
1: in all honesty, Chuck, I have not heard you do The Voice in a long time. But you, you had in this, you had a certain voice. So when, the first time I heard you, uh, after you became a priest, when you would give a sermon or read from the Bible, and it was actually, I, I've actually heard a lot of people speak this way, where you would quote from the Bible, a psalm or a proverb, in this sort of dialect, <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed it's mostly uh, uh, traditionally it belongs to. Episcopals, and that one uh, rabbi on Seinfeld, actually.
2: Episcopalians, first of all.
1: Not Episcopals.
0: I can't believe I get it mixed up. I the difference. an hour and 50 minutes into the
2: podcast. <laughs> actually, can I, can I say something? Sure, go ahead. Thank, sure. you. Go Thank ahead. you. Thank you. Thank you. Because here's the thing. I have dealt with my whole life... Being criticized for my voice in various different ways. Okay, so like Father Fun, <laughs> I've been I, well. Father Fun's going to get a get a, get it in a minute here, but like I <laughs> I uh like I had I had I had some of my youth who I used to mentor and take surfing. They used to say that at church I had a church voice, and they used to irritate them. And I was really grateful for that because I I don't want to be fake. I want to be me. Right. So so I, I've dealt with that. Um, I have I have I have battled preacher voice. I know, I, <laughs> I know I have preacher voice. It's it's hard because they teach you in homiletics to to have a certain kind of cadence and other things like that. Um, but then, of course, yes, Father Fun last week did point out that I have a tendency to talk loudly on this podcast, which he based that off of um, off of the version of our recording prior to our nice Samson microphone that we're using right now. Shout out to Samson! Don't cut your hair. <laughs>
1: Don't uh, talk to uh, any women named Delilah. Uh, Delilah.
0: <laughs> this needs to stop.
1: And those Canada-
0: <laughs> Just start the music, Hurry. Keep if going, Chuck.
2: Night four Use the Samson. <laughs>
0: da, 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 da. I don't even know how our song goes, but let's play the roll, roll, roll credits.
2: Hashtag, hashtag Bible jokes. Um, <laughs> but no, so. I, I, I appreciate it when people do call me out on these things. I like yes. to be a better person. Yes.
0: The loud voice did not have to do with the microphone, though, and you proved that doing the sound check after he called you out. Mm-hmm. When you were talking at this level, and then JP asked you to say something, and you said, all right, I'm checked. <laughs> Look, my voice varies.
2: <laughs> I've gone to a lot of concerts. I may be going past. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh oh now i feel bad we still love you <laughs> it's true oh no, but, <laughs> but as i was saying i, I don't hear it anymore I, I heard it maybe once or twice like four years ago
0: Matt's i thought it was really uncomfortably close to this microphone so as i was saying um <laughs> were they really on earth prime and was it really <laughs> necessary for them to slide or could she have been helped, and could they have not, and could they have not left the Earth Prime?
1: Thank you so much for listening to Masters of Divinity. Join us next week when things get a little bit more organized, and uh, your friends don't act all ironic and hipster and make fun of you, and uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a good episode. It'll be a good episode thank you so much for listening i am your moderator jp good night you guys okay with ending it there <laughs> I
0: don't know i'm the still thing. recording does not matter
1: <laughs> um you didn't have us say like
2: where to find us and all that stuff we normally say
1: father chuck where can people find you
2: are you still
0: recording
1: yes oh <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: that false ending will be totally left in <laughs> a false start like
2: a, like like Led Zeppelin's tangerine don't try to add substance to this sorry, time <laughs> sorry people can find me on Twitter uh, at fr Charles B in other words uh, father Charles B at FR Charles B on Twitter um, I am also uh, occasionally blogging um, at my church's website chapelsta.org. I am the newly minted rector of the Chapel of St. Andrew in Boca Raton. Um, My sermons are on that website, too. So if you're really curious about hearing my preacher voice, you can listen to it there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? I don't know if I want to say that because of the people I insulted earlier in this episode, (laughs) and they will wipe out my accounts or spam them. Um, But no, I'm at TheMattWells on Twitter. Um, TheMattWells.com is my blog, which... Um, I don't know if I've, I've the last time I've updated that, but you can find all my other contact information there. And of course, all the, before JP gives his all the, um, at M O D underscore podcasts on Twitter, um, the masters of divinity.com and masters of divinity, Facebook page. Yep. And also, if you want to contact us, if you have a question, if you want to say something that wants to show up on
1: the show, or if you, if you want to say something and want us to address it on the show, well, we will definitely do that. You just got to email us at themastersofdivinity at
0: gmail.com. We will definitely read it, and we will totally consider it. Podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, Podcast at gmail.com.
1: And you can find me at John Spencer Post on Twitter. And if you want, uh, I'm going to start blogging myself on some movie news and whatnot at johnspencerpost.wordpress.com probably will be johnspencerpost.com gotta get me first Anyway, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week bye bye